On this episode of the Asking Oz Daily SEO Show, I interview David James from Business Growth Digital Marketing. Boom. That's good news. Uh, I'm just gonna just burn a moment. Sorry, just burn me a moment. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you much better now. Fantastic. Not much static oh. either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Virtue, right? Yeah, man. But um, sometimes it cuts in and out. That might be an internet connection issue on either end. Sometimes, like, as you're talking. Okay. Yeah. That could also be a Facebook issue. So we should be fine. Yeah. All right, David. Fantastic. Are you ready? Is everything okay? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, We're, we're good got- to go. Yeah, we got there in the end. Everyone's laughing at us now. So, well, as you can tell, mate, I ain't, I ain't Ray Martin, right? I don't know how to do this stuff. So everything is absolutely new to me right now. Oh, man. Uh, look, we'll, and we'll get you singing and dancing by the end of the video. Yeah, you watch. You want me to start singing and dancing at the end of the video? All right, done. I'll start singing and dancing. And you wish you've never said that. Uh, <laughs> all right, buddy. So I was just thinking before we, before we got started, I can't even remember. How do we start talking? How did that happen? How do we start? Uh, was it through fate? Was it through uh, LinkedIn? Uh, Thank I you, think, Manuel. Uh, I to you maybe through email or uh, like it was through some kind of project originally, uh, and then we just uh, like worked on a project together, just a small copywriting project, and then ended up talking about SEO and yeah. You know, just a passion took over, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was just I'm trying to think back now. I was just going to say, oh, I've known you since then. I'm thinking, oh, but where do I know him from? I can't remember. My mind just went blank. Anyway, do you want to, because yeah. um, obviously this is going to go up on our podcast, so would you like to give you, uh, please take a 20-second introduction of who you are, how'd you get into SEO, and where you're from, and you know what to do. Yeah. All right. So uh, my name is David James. Uh I'm an uh, SEO guy, you know, like Andrew. Uh, got into the game uh, back in 2007 full-time, uh, but dabbled in it, you know, uh, bits and pieces uh, from about 2003, 2004. Uh, I mainly uh, specialize in niche marketing nowadays. Uh, so what that means is I uh, look for niches or micro-niches and mainly use content marketing strategies uh, to rank sites and then monetize them. Uh, I also do that with uh, PPC uh, and uh, and just try to uh, generate leads and sales. Uh, uh, I also uh, run my own agency like Andrew. Uh, so uh, the way I got into the uh, whole agency game was I used to work for the big agencies and wanted to deliver a more superior service uh, but we'll get into that a bit more uh, <laughs> in, a, in a bit. 
Fantastic, mate. So um, how long have you been running your own business for? Yeah, so I've been doing my own since 2015. Fantastic, fantastic. So what was what was SEO like back in 2003? What were you... Because I didn't get into the game until, uh, what, 2007 I was playing around with meta tags um, and descriptions because yeah. I was building websites mainly in that, in that year. And my boss at the time came over to me and started saying, oh, because of this SEO thing, you need to actually start tweaking titles and descriptions. And I'm thinking, what do you mean by yeah. tweaking? So that was what we were doing. We are kind of like doing a little bit of um, grayish hat sort of stuff where we would, yeah. you know, fill image spaces with keywords. Um, anyone yeah. that's a technical student knows what that is. But what, what were you doing in 2003, 2004? Like were you just um, posting up on forums and things like that or what were you doing? Well, well look, I'll be honest. Like I was completely new to the game and – uh, I was just trying to figure it out like most people were back then. So mm. I, I, w I didn't do anything groundbreaking. The only thing I really did back then was just on, uh, on-site stuff. Mm. And it was just very basic on stuff. So, like, you know, your titles, you mm. know, uh, general formatting. Uh, and, yeah, it, it was just very, very basic stuff. And it wasn't until 2007 where I really started to get serious. Mm. But the SEO I ended up doing originally was Black Hat SEO. Uh, so it was pretty much, like, or pretty much anything goes if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, whatever, whatever got the rankings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, and you could get it back then as well. Yeah, and I actually find that the Black Hat SEOs, when they do, I actually think that a lot of, a lot of the Black Hat SEOs are where the talent is. Um, yeah. Because you have to be ridiculously creative. And I think yes, you do. I think having I think when I started becoming a little bit better at SEO was when I had my own affiliate site, and you have to take this illegitimate yep. business. Well, illegitimate from the from the point of view that it that it doesn't actually function like a normal business. Not illegitimate that I was doing anything <laughs> legally wrong with it against the government shutting me down, but it, it wasn't sort of what a normal traditional business looks like on the internet, right? So you just uh, you, yeah. you're a glorified middleman, and and it was actually trying to break through. And rank above like the real sites that were actually selling this product, legit, like completely their yeah. own product, and outranking them, and then getting yeah. emails of abuse saying, "How do you how do you outrank me for my own product on Google?" So, yeah, uh, I think that um, being an affiliate and coming from a black hat background, and when you, when you turn white and grey hat, um, I think yeah. I think that's where I think that it's easier to become. I think you become a lot better because I think you've got that sort of balance where if you go like yeah. a rain fishkin which is all these do goody we hate the black hat seos um yeah you know I, I i've spoken strongly about them in the past but i i can appreciate where they come from like and and yeah. and i think that a lot of them um are very very talented i think they would generally crush a lot of white hat seos overall because they've been forced to in, in order to survive in that niche you sort of have to be yeah. super. Would you, what would you say about that? Well, oh, look, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, like, I uh, I honestly think in that period of my life, uh, like my skills became much more superior uh, from a technical execution point of view, mm. uh, because the industries I, I was working in, which was at the time like insurance. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. In, in, insurance, like pharmaceutical. Ooh. Uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah. And and this this like two thousand. 2007 to 2009, you know, that period. Uh, so, mm. like, by the time I transitioned to White Hat, so uh, later on in 2009, I ended up working for Mindshare and the types of brands they work with, like Rolex and Mazda, uh, like all the blue chip companies, yeah. like, you can't do no. Uh, but because you know how to do the technical, uh, and that like, you're in a fast moving, environment like you can just like you can kind of just crush crush it in there you know because you've got the tools you know where you've got the money you've got the mm. budget uh mm. you've got the asset big time yeah. yeah awesome so what we like is i think one of our very first conversations i asked you about obviously you're the head of seo at a, yes. a company in france is that right uh, actually, uh, that was in the UK. Oh, that, that, so in the UK, was, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. what do you find the biggest, and, I, and and the questions that I sent you before this meeting, I, I think I've only asked you one so far. I'm throwing you all these questions you yep. weren't prepared for. I want to see how smart you are on your feet there, David. Um, yeah, totally. So what, 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 what do you find the biggest differences between, and I, and I did ask you this in, in a previous discussion, between the UK SEO companies because I get a lot of UK SEO companies following me on Twitter for some strange reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I try to work what they're doing, and I just like, don't really care that much. But what, what do you what do you sort of find that what they do in the UK is so different than what we do in Australia? And, and how does the talent sort of um, is there like is there a lot more talent overall in the UK compared to what you found in Australia? So what do you want to yeah. do? You want to speak to that? Yeah, a really, really good question. Uh, like, uh, let, let me let me speak first on uh, the technical execution. So, like, uh, the the markets I was working on uh, in Europe, it was mainly the UK, sometimes the US, mm -hmm. and uh, broader uh, broader European markets. Uh, sometimes the different language markets. Uh, the different language markets usually weren't too competitive, except for like Germany. Uh, I don't know why German, Germany wasn't more competitive than the others, <laughs> uh, but there was some like Spain and Italy, which were quite uh, like you, you could get away with just writing content and then everything would rank. Mm. Uh, UK, you had to be on your A game, uh, mm. especially when a building building. And this is the biggest difference I see with the Australian market uh, because I'll I'll do a backlink check of uh, some of the competitors in an Australian niche, mm. and uh, and the links are pretty much either spam directories, mm. networks, and everything ranks. Yeah. Uh, whereas in uh, in more of the industries that I was working in uh, when I was back in the UK, you know, like the links had to be top tier. Uh, they had to be top tier, or you had to have a like really good. Uh, link structure that either looked natural because at the time I was doing, I was doing a mixture of white hat and black hat, uh, but it was more on the black hat, hat side mm. of things. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, you, you had to have a lot more powerful links, and the way to get it, uh, we had to be a lot more creative if we didn't want to go down the paid approach. Otherwise, like we just end up paying them you know, at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but then when Penguin came out, like Penguin just 
like it, it just cleared out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'd say like eighty percent of the people who were doing that. Yeah. Yeah, and it just yeah like turned everything upside down. Uh, so the practices that we had to uh, had to change and adapt to, uh, I've not really seen the same consistency uh, in the Australian market. Mm. Uh, like, uh, like what what are your thoughts on that? Does that sound like a bit similar? Yeah, or? well, I mean, every time we get a lead now, I would say that every second or third lead, you look at the work that's been done, and one of two things is either true. One, there's been no work, which is sometimes a yeah. lot better. Um, and sometimes, yeah. um, unfortunately, it's ridiculous. Like, for those who don't know, Black Hat SEO goes against Google guidelines because I actually didn't set this up as a strictly SEO discussion. Um, so there's really good Black Hat SEO, and then there's a Black Hat SEO that I find in Australia, which is just like, yeah. which is like outdated pre-Penguin European type sort of, yeah, yeah. I, and I and I went to a meetup once, and one of the former one of the guys that used to work in the Google Web Spam, um, Andre, I believe his name was. He said something that was quite um, that stuck with me ever since. He said, "You think you haven't seen Black Hat until you've seen the Black Hat that comes out of countries like Poland and Russia." Yeah, <laughs> and like yeah, like we like you just can't like these people are so technical, so intelligent, and what they produce yeah. that it fools. You know, guys that have PhDs at Google. Um, yeah. You know, so so I think there's that level of black hat. But in Australia, what I, and actually I got one of these questions um, coming up. What I get a lot. What a lot of SEOs are approaching me, the ones that run agencies. Um, there's yeah. a big shortage of technical SEO. They like technical SEOs. Yeah. I actually thought that it would be a, a struggle to find um, uh, SEOs that understand the importance of. Um, advanced link building and, and the sort of um, off-page stuff. I always thought when I was going through um, sort of the agency days that around me there was pretty decent technical SEOs, um, but there wasn't many yeah, yeah. good link builders, right? So, um, and you've either fell into one or the other camp. So that's so far what I found. And the bla- and, and, and I don't see that, I don't, I don't look at link profiles from the Australian market and go, that's sort of, that's really good. Like a lot of it's just junk, and it's and it's just a website that's been thrown up on a. I mean, the the, the link networks are so bad. They're using the same anchor text across all the different links, yeah. and this and the content is is spun so terribly. Like it's just, it's it's so crap. Like it's not it's not even something that you can go. I can admire that sort of creativity. Um, it's sort of. I, I'm just surprised yeah, it hasn't been but- banned quicker. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's what I see as well because the clients that I was working with in the UK before, like when Penguin came out, uh, like e- even if we just tried to uh, like flirt on the let's say grey hat, like, mm. uh, like yeah, like we'd still get the love letters from Google, yeah. you know, so, uh, and yeah, you get a manual, yeah. and then we'd have to go and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whereas I don't inconsistency here yeah uh, it just seems like uh, i don't want to say you can get away with more in australia but it just seems like yeah it's not as consistent compared to being in the us or uk markets yeah. uh, when it comes to think building uh i'd also say now there's a uh, there's a lot more uh talent in in, in the uk uh just it, it's more competitive mm. uh, there's always more people into the industry learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
anyone who's uh, who gets trained in like the gambling industry, uh, pharmaceutical industry, they become very good very quickly. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get someone who's an intern, and you know, all of a sudden they're surrounded by like these pro SEO guys uh, that have been doing it for however many years. Mm. You know, like mastering and like gambling, uh, gambling rankings, mm. uh, and then up the skills and you know they end up you know doing the same thing so yeah like it's uh, it's interesting especially when you see some of the people who are using the uh, like black hat tactics but using it in a white hat way yeah and, and this uh -huh. is something that, yeah and th and this is what I well, the approach I try to try to use because uh, the technical execution of black hat is here it works mm. uh, but yeah but if you don't demonstrate the value if you don't give value you know it's it's not going to last yeah you know, so in my opinion uh, the value element is what's missing because it doesn't serve uh, it doesn't serve the uh, the person or it doesn't serve the visitor yeah. it only serves the person owns the site yeah and I think you raised a good point I think one of the reasons maybe Australia uh, you can get away with more stuff is probably Google on average doesn't see all that much sort of like if it if it banned every website that had a link from a crappy directory, I mean everyone would be dropped, you know. Like because because a lot of these directory sites get picked up, and they start dumping. Yeah. You know, I, I look at links from my clients. I'm like, how do these? Well, how do these appear from? You know, where do these appear from? But um, what would you? Did you? What did you see? Um, in the like, what did you see in the UK that from an off page point of view that did, is there anything? Actually, let me let me word it this way: Is it has there ever been anything from the UK market where, from a black hat point of view, you saw someone do, and it and it blew you off your chair, or most of you kind of already knew a lot about it going into the black hat world? Uh, oh, actually, just the one thing was just hacking into websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was just just basically hacking and dropping a, a link that's invisible, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so yeah, that one's always the, the dodgy one. I mean, it happens uh, anywhere uh, as well, you know. So website security is huge. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Something else that I, I mean, it's not strictly a part of SEO, but like I, I'd always advise for that to be an important part. Mm. Last thing you want is for your website to be ranked, and then you have a tagline saying that this site might be hacked. Yeah, hundred percent. So you've obviously interviewed a lot of like like SEOs and stuff through what you're doing. Yeah. Um, what I mean, I, I liked um, what Omicido. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, but uh, oh, yeah. Checking server logs and um, that was actually really good advice for 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 one particular client that I had. Um, yeah. Because you can get obviously page speed analysis and see the different things that are running in the background. But I under, yeah. when he said about going looking through server logs, I've gone through server logs, but not not in yeah. the same way. After I heard that, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I really need to start looking at server logs more. Um, and I, I, it's interesting some of the stuff that I found because of it. So I found that that particular mm -hmm. advice was actually golden. I appreciate you actually interviewing him. What has been some stuff that you've learned from other SEOs that you've interviewed? Yeah. Well, look, I'm. Bill Slowski. Uh, I'll agree. With you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bill Slowski. Slowski. Uh, like 
Kaspersky, yourself, uh, like there's always okay. something great to learn from everybody. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the server logs and really analyzing things uh, from the technical point of view, because you know, like earlier on in my career, technical was uh, technical <coughs> was hot, mm. and it started to change more towards links, and then it started to change more towards content. Mm. So then you know, people kind of started to forget about uh, technical SEO, uh, but like it, it's really really important, and Omi Shidu as well. You know who who kept on stressing it with all of his uh, server log analysis, mm. uh, and uh, and Google isn't really trying to game the SEOs. Like the information is there; you just need to know where to look uh, yeah. and know how to apply it. So uh, yeah, that that one was uh, really uh, really important. Uh, yeah, knowledge graph. Bill uh, yeah. point of view on, uh, on knowledge mm -hmm. graph. And Love yeah, knowledge graph. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Like Bill Slavsky, he just gave uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> then uh, yeah, there were some interesting ones from others who weren't, uh, who aren't as well known. Uh, but there's one guy who does a lot of content, uh, and then he publishes ebooks. Uh, so he releases at least one ebook a week, uh, <laughs> and then off the back of that been able to just build up like, large amounts of traffic to his sites uh, and just uh, built up himself as an expert. Mm. Uh, and that's what uh, SEO guys want. You know, it comes down to demonstrating the value. Uh, but sometimes we, we get caught up just focusing on one thing, like we focus on just getting all the on-page right. Uh, but we, we don't look at uh, what is the value we need to demonstrate, you know, or even like, are we even targeting the right market? Uh, and that's another thing uh, that was highlighted through some of the conversations I had, mm. like focusing on the market from the get-go rather than doing all the work. And then after you do all the work for a year or so, you realize that you've gone in the wrong direction. So yeah, like th there's been a lot of gems, mm. uh, thankfully, uh, through talking with, uh, with different SEOs, uh, and not every SEO is is the same. Uh, so, like, there's guys like yourself who specialize more in certain platforms, like Magento, uh, compared to others who uh, focus on like, WordPress mm. uh, or niche uh, niche sites. Yeah. So, if there's someone who's going to hire someone, you really need to get someone who is the right partner for what you want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. More. And I've and I when I did a talk back on May seventeen, which was funny because I thought mainly business people were coming. That's what they told me, and I found out that in the Q and A, um, the questions I was getting, you could tell the SEOs. Um, yeah. But one 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 of the questions that I got after was actually the most interesting. Like um, one of the guys came up to me and said, "Like, do you what do you do for startup SEO?" What do you do differently yeah. for startup SEO? And it actually threw me back because I knew it's either a, a BS and answer or I'll tell him the truth. And you're exactly yeah. right. I think that this is this is why, like, talking with SEOs that, like, come from different sort of backgrounds, you, if, if, they, yeah. if they're willing to share and sort of, we can you can create something very powerful, right? Because when, yeah, he asked, yeah. when he asked me about that, I said, I just told him straight out, look, I... I I've, I think I've worked on over a thousand sites in my career, and maybe yeah. I can 
think of five that was in the startup phase. Probably a lot less. I mean, I can I, I mean I can think of about five, but then I look at the maybe they're not even really startup startup as in the way he's defining it. He's defining it as like we just started this business like two weeks ago. Um, so I, I think I think the um, what the question he said raises even a bigger problem. Like that is it, we need to start sort of collaborating a lot more as marketers. But for me, I just told him straight out. You, I, I, I would feel very. Un, I would probably say no to startup clients mm -hmm. because I just don't have the experience. And I think, do you have much experience with the startup SEO? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's it, it, it's very challenging. Uh, and like like with any new startup, you. Uh, like the startup takes time to develop the business model, uh, to develop the processes, mm. you know, get the budget to make things like, work. Uh, and yeah. there are cases where, where it does work. I did work with one uh, startup client uh, probably about five years ago, and uh, we succeeded with what they wanted to achieve. But they had about 10 or 15 years experience in the industry. Mm. So they... Uh, so they knew exactly what they were going to do. Yeah. Uh, so the startup phase running. Yeah. But then they just budget. Yeah. 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 And and that's what you were mentioning and, before. Yeah, what you were mentioning yeah. before too, David. Like you kind of have to, like technical SEO for a, for a five page site isn't where you need to focus your time, and server logs yeah. isn't where you need to focus. I found that particularly interesting for very large e-commerce sites. Um, yeah, and just live sites in general, but this is where you really got to have like a sort of perspective. I mean, what's going to get the most amount of value in the short term? You got to demonstrate it. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's why now I just if it's something that I don't have a lot of experience in, uh, unless I have a team that I, I can feel confident can get results, I'm not taking them on. I just, I just, I just don't want. I just don't want to have any clients that I'm like one client I can remember back in my career where. You know, he threw everything in, and I was only probably maybe a four-year SEO, and uh, yep. maybe even less. And the the company that I was working for signed me to that campaign, and we mm -hmm. didn't get we didn't get results, and the guy lost his business. And ever yep. since that, I've just it's sort of it's it's just plagued me everywhere I've gone, and it's sort of I, I don't know, like it's I've struggled to get over it, like and. Because this is the guy that started a business, he threw, I'm sure he threw everything at it. And I don't take, yeah. my, I think a lot of circumstances and things like that were, wasn't handled from the agency point of view. I didn't handle it very well. And there's a lot of factors he shouldn't have threw. Like, there's a lot of factors, right? But the fact is this guy yeah, lost yeah. his business and God knows what else he lost, right? So, and I know there would be more because um, I think he basically went bankrupt because he couldn't, we just couldn't get the results in the time that he wanted it. So... Yeah. I, what would you say that's a bit like what, what advice would you give for, for startups then? Because from my point of view, is that, is that, is that question that threw you off a bit? Um, <laughs> but no, you like that question? It, it, it's a great question because like, I've, uh, I've written about this on my blog. Fantastic. Uh, back when I, I started my age. Yeah. Um, and I, like the first thing I always say is you need to choose the right partner. You know, like it's not a one size fits all. Absolutely. Uh, like some, yeah, somebody who's got experience with big branded sites, they're not going to know how to no. drive 
their sales and focus on like the low hanging fruit for uh, for the startups, you know, like when they really need it. Mm. And they're not going to have the experience with working with small budgets. So uh, they, they might not even uh, have the creativity to work with like smaller budgets and smaller resources. You know, like that the person might have experience with like larger budgets, you know, uh, access to larger resources, access to larger teams. But, you know, if it's a one man band or you know, like, you know, two people, you know, in the startup, just trying to figure out how to make things work. Yeah. And if they don't even have this model yet, like you need somebody who's got that, like that startup business savvy. Uh, so, yeah, you, like first thing is you need to find the right person uh, and make sure that they are a match for the type of goal. And you would think this uh, would that you, you would think this would be common sense, but yeah. it's not. It's really not because, especially from the client perspective. And how many agencies yeah. are saying, we don't think you're the sort of... When it, most agencies would probably say you're not the type, right, right, type of client for us from a budget point of view, which is a, a legitimate um, issue. But at the same time, yeah. not many people are saying, oh, because of your niche or where you're ac ac currently sitting in your business journey, we don't think we're the right fit. How many businesses are actually saying that, right? But from a client perspective, they need to know this. This is not common. This is not something I hear clients i mean the few clients that have called in the last few weeks basically haven't even got their head around what seo even is entirely let alone hang on i need a specific um sort of seo uh, and i think you i think you basically set out my content for the next two months i think I'm, i want to write about this because i think it's important i don't know if i'm going to write about it maybe i'll speak about it but um but yeah no i think you raised it perfectly I think you raised something that is, it sounds like it's common sense and people hear it and go, oh, yeah, it makes sense. But, but, but when you start talking to clients. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is you need to know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, I mean, it sounds like common sense, but uh, most people, uh, especially in Australia, I notice. I don't know if you notice it as well, but uh, they say I need SEO. And then the next thing they'll say is, I need someone to manage my Google ads. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 that, that, that's pretty. And then my, yeah, yeah. And, you know, even if I speak with someone and they say that they're doing it, uh, they'll just say, oh, my Google guy is doing it. <laughs> you know? So immediately I know that they don't really know or understand what they've got themselves into. Yeah. You know, and then they need someone to do something. So it's a checkbox exercise, which I understand. But education is, it's, it's really needed. Uh, and what's the realistic expectation? You know, like, are you in a niche where you can get results you know, in the first, like, you know, 30 days, in, the, like, uh, in 90 days, in, in six months? Or is it something that's really a long-term game? Mm. You know? So, you know, going back to when I was in the insurance space, uh, and I, I had to optimize for keywords. Uh, it was car insurance, Ooh. caravan insurance, mm. like landlord insurance, property insurance, like all all that kind of stuff, fun stuff. Very uh, fun. And yeah, <laughs> uh, and the client was promised by uh, the guy who sold the contract that they would be they would be live uh, on page one within I think it was within a month. <laughs> I think they promised. Back in 2008, yeah. when the update happened once every six weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, 
that just put us on the back foot. And then uh, it just, they just kept on taking the money from the clients. And this is what kept on happening like, throughout uh, a lot of places that I worked throughout mm. my career. Uh, now I worked for some of the really big agencies and they put uh, they put their financial interests first before the client. And that's where I have the problem. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's a problem with you know, taking, uh, taking money in exchange for delivering a service, but make sure you deliver the service and del deliver what you promise. Yeah. And reasons, you know, SEO guys have a bad rep in the industry is because people, they don't deliver on what they, uh, on what they promise. But that's where more, you know? that's where more education and videos come from. People yeah. like us to sort of, I think, I mean, who, okay. It's not our fault that the issues happened and it's not our fault that the industry has a bad rep, but we can, we can, we, we can go and do something about it. Like um, we can write more content about it, which I think a lot, some of us are. Um, yeah. But I think videos like this will go a long way. I, I just released an, art, an article on LinkedIn saying the three common mistakes clients make when choosing an SEO. And do you know what, mm. do you know, out of the three, do you know what was my, and I would say in the last six years, what has been, the biggest reason why clients haven't signed up to us or to work with me in particular. You know, the number one, it, oh. it wasn't price. It was, you, you delegate too much work to me. Because yeah. when I map out the strategy, right, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, there's, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing a few yeah. 20, 30 people that I could, but no, no, definitely said it. Um, yeah. Are you saying that we're not, I'm, I can't work with you because you, you're basically um, uh, going to give us too much work to do each month. Yeah. Translation, uh, I just want to pay you money. I want you to do it all. I don't even want to know about it, which is transparency, which is another yeah. issue, right, which, which yeah. is one of my reasons. Um, at a price, delegation of work and transparency, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's the price that I found not necessarily being really at – the top of the three. I think it's one of the three, but it isn't the main delegation of work. Clients just look at it and go, but I'm paying you money. And look, I don't know how you do like how you structure the SEO, but for me, the best results that I've ever been able to achieve is working with the client to sort of get certain things done that, you know, we would do in the black hat world where we, 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 we yeah. would manipulate this process. And the white hat world, from mm -hmm. my understanding, the way I do SEO is we need the, the CEOs and the, and, the, and the business savvy executives to start saying, hey, we need this link. Like with the Bing, when I was working with Bing Lee, man, like, and I can't call up Sony and say, give me a link. They're just going to hang the phone up on me. I'm, who, who am I? But, if, but yeah. by, by educating the client, Lionel, to go, you need, you need, you need to call Sony, you need to call Samsung, this is, the, this is what you should say. Don't talk. This is where the link yep. should go. This is the most likely place we're going to get a link. I, I, where to buy? Um, and um, uh, that way, we've been able to get some of the best links we've, we've ever actually, rather than hacking a site, which is the blackout way. <laughs> but, but you would yep. you would get them legitimately, right? So, I mean, yep. I mean, when clients turn around, we've actually developed a client acquisition model. So if, if they say to us, you know, we, we don't, we don't, we don't like you telling us to do all this work each month. I'm saying, so essentially you don't, obviously 
either one, understand the importance of the work that we're going to ask you to do. So maybe it's a communication problem on our end, but this is your business too. Don't you want to be involved? Yep. Like, like if someone brings you up on the phone and says, David, give me 500 bucks a month, I'll turn you a millionaire into six months. You would, you wouldn't, you'd hang up the phone faster than the guy could call you. But for some reason in the, in the SEO sales process, when it comes from the client that, that expects, oh, hang on, you want me to do stuff? I thought I could just pay you money and the same result would happen. It's, if you kiss a, if a princess kisses a frog, it turns into a human. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a fairy tale, but depending upon the perspective it comes from, there's a sort of, yeah. there's a suspended amount of belief in, in, and so that has been um, one of the, that's probably the top reason why clients haven't signed up. Yeah. Uh, I just want to expand on that as well, because uh, I, I always strive to get whoever I'm working with to see it in a way that we're working in a partnership. You know, so exactly. Yeah, so, you know, like I'm bringing my skills to the table and I'm going to use my skills uh, or my team skills to leverage the assets that they have. Absolutely. You know, so that could be people within the business, uh, the USP, uh, like the products that they have, uh, their networks, whatever it might be. 100%. Uh, and, and they need to be committed to, uh, like to leading the strategy, uh, whereas I'd say I would give them like guidance and direction uh, and also do the implementation, but there's only so much an, an external expert uh, can do. Uh, a lot more of it has to be done internally. Mm. Uh, so like you said, you know, you'll delegate certain things uh, to the business. Mm. And like if they're serious about achieving what they want to achieve, like they will do it. Absolutely. And, and the thing is... Um, the, 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 our best clients will always be if we send them to do A, B, C, and D. Next month has come back yeah. and D, E, and F is also done that we didn't ask them because they, they 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 get it. Um, yeah. What what would you say? Like this is the next question that I had for you. Um, what do you think yeah. a business savvy? Because I actually did a video on one of the things you should look for in SEOs. I did the opposite, right? Um, and I said, one of the points, I can't, I've got to go back and have the other three, but one of the points I mentioned was the importance of having, like having an SEO with a bit of business savviness. What would you say, what yep. would you say about that? Uh, essential. No. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a few things that, in my opinion, uh, you have to have if you're, uh, if, if you're even going to call yourself an, uh, an SEO mm -hmm. or, or even just some kind of marketer. Mm. Uh, like, Marketer, you need sales skills. Like if you don't have sales skills, you don't understand the sales process. Yeah. Uh, and if you understand the sales process, you, you don't understand the consumer journey. Uh, you know, SEO is one tactic that's used to generate the sale. You know, so if you don't understand how to, how, how to close a sale, you know, then how can you do it? Uh, the second thing is uh, you have to have technical skills. Uh, if you if you've never built a website, no, sorry, not a website, but if you've never built a HTML page, mm -hmm. you know, like how on earth are you going to understand uh, how uh, how search engine uh, crawlers work? You know, so it's just like really basic. And when I started, uh, coming from a web development background, was such a head start in two thousand and seven. 
because it was so strong yeah. in Australia. It was pretty much technical SEO was the was the game, right? Yeah, um, yeah it's the same. And now, like, yeah. I mean, I reckon I'm lucky enough to sort of, and you, you, yourself as well, we've kind of evolved with the industry. So we've learned what we had to learn as it going on. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My advice, and I want to get your advice on what you believe, my advice now for juniors coming into SEO would be they need yeah. to at least, at least, as you said, call themselves a marketer, at least have a website yeah. and have an affiliate one if yeah. you can preferably an affiliate. That's what I would recommend they do. Yeah. And get around other SEOs yes. as much as you can and just be a sponge. Don't ask questions. Keep your head down. Shut up. And I mean, don't don't answer back sort of thing. Um, <laughs> just ask the well, questions was, and then shut up and then don't... don't yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, well, I was just going to expand on what you said and it brings me to the third point about the business savviness. Mm. So, like, if you've never... If you've never even run a small business, like even just a small uh, hobby website that generates sales uh, yeah, or or one for someone else or even if it's a startup or you've bought a website and then you've just been able to manage it mm. to understand exactly like what goes into keeping a online business running you know so even like at, at the basic uh, at the basic level it just uh, participating in an affiliate program, yeah. you know, and setting up web, like basic level, yeah, uh, and at least you'll start to get some understanding of what it takes to generate a sale. Because you know, like I'll be, I'll be honest, like for someone to sell their SEO uh, SEO skills as a service uh, and then get you know a bit of money for it, you know, that's achievable. You know, it's it's not that difficult. Uh, trying to sell something that nobody knows about, mm -hmm. yeah, and then trying to demonstrate value, and then trying to get people to vouch, vouch for it, and making a profit—that's an entirely different challenge. Uh, yeah. That is that is like you have to you have to experience that feeling. I made a I made a hundred bucks selling acai, yeah. which is a berry from Brazil, um, yeah. <laughs> and. That was the best a hundred bucks I've ever made because I wasn't even selling anything. What yeah. was I selling? I was selling someone else's product that they happened to click on, right? And go to a, yeah. they would have gone to that destination anyway and bought it, but I've wasted them a yeah. click. Now I laugh because I find that the whole affiliate thing pretty funny, right? When you think about yeah. it, right? Just the glorified middleman, but um, sort of for me, Making that a hundred bucks taught me one crucial thing is the importance of content. So you know, this is all I did. I would go to Google Suggest. I would find what people were searching for on RCE. So where do I buy RCE? Mm -hmm. I did an article on it. Sent off to the Philippines. Got an article. Sent it back. Where to buy it? Yeah. I mean, this is basic affiliate stuff. But in yeah. you wouldn't have learned it otherwise. But it also taught me. Nope. It also shaped one of my biggest strategies now around content marketing. Which is which is yeah, exactly. which is which is business. Which is what what does the people want and give it to like from a content marketing point of yeah. view, um, and a branding point of view. You know, when I was working with Bing Lee, some of the strategies they'll come up with is like like grandma un typing into Google, what is the difference between an LS an LCD and an LED TV? You talked about the buying cycle. Yeah. If someone's typing that yeah. keyword, they're in a different mindset than as opposed to someone typing in LCD Samsung TV model number four X. 
that person's ready to buy, the, it's yeah. coming down to a few other factors, price and customer service. But when you someone is searching for like, what is the difference? This is an op- this is a great opportunity to to for your branding, for traffic, and for a potential returning visit sale. Right, the second time around with the attribution modeling and all that sort of fancy shit that we won't talk about. But um, yeah, I mean. I learned all this sort of stuff that I would eventually use later on in my job based on what I learned from affiliate marketing was get pump 10 articles around what people are searching for, which all it came from was Google suggestible. That's all I used. Okay? Yeah. Right. I didn't use any other like crazy yeah. expensive keyword research tool. I went from zero to 600 people and I made a hundred yeah. bucks and it was the yeah. best hundred bucks I've ever made because it, and that's why yeah. I, oh, I'm shaking the camera because I'm getting excited. What do you, what, what, yeah. what, yeah. So I don't know how much time you have, but I, if you want to say anything on that, like go, go for it. Otherwise I'll move on yeah. to the next question. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, I completely, yeah, I, I completely agree with that as well. Uh, like it, it's, it's much tougher to, uh, to sell to a cold audience. Uh, yeah. uh, and especially if, like, if, if there's something that has no credibility, like how, how on earth are you going to transition the mindset? Uh, and hmm. like switch up uh, from from understanding the customer uh, from a buying point of view to getting endorsed from a link building point of hmm. view. Like yeah, that's the only way you'll you'll learn. Uh, uh, and another thing is like if you want to learn quickly, uh, you you have to implement. You know you have to implement and get instant feedback. Uh, so yeah, without that you. Just not going to know. Hundred yeah, percent. So, yeah, you, you put you put something on, on a forum, like people will tell you, you know, you you, you publish a blog post, and uh, there's a strong opinion. People will give you feedback. Uh, yeah, and that feedback mechanism allows you to make the improvements quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, like one other thing, I'd uh, I'd go a step further uh, is uh, using other channels to. Uh, get as much data uh, as possible that you can use to fuel your SEO strategy. Mm. So now, uh, now I'm using more paid channels to at least uh, get the data mm. and get the data as, as possible, and then use that data in creative ways to either uh, improve the rankings, improve the traffic, uh, get more endorsements, uh, find more keyword opportunities because. Like with the niche opportunity, people will just look at like keyword uh, planner, yeah, mm. or they'll uh, mm. get some other keyword tool. Yeah, but then if you run a paid search campaign, like some of the like some of the insights you can get uh, include uh, the types of keywords people are searching for, especially long long tail, uh, the locations they're searching from. Uh, so then you can start to look at uh, geo-targeting campaigns, uh, uh, look at demographics, you know, uh, interest insights, uh, and it's just stuff that uh, that the traditional SEO tools they don't give you that. Yeah. You know, whereas if you, yeah, like if you use things like uh, Google AdWords, Display Network, uh, you use like Facebook ads, you can get that additional uh, insight, and then you can use that in your campaign. You know, and and also validating uh, that what you're doing is actually working. You know, so like if you do guest blog posts, for example, 
you know, yeah, we, we do it for a link building exercise. But if we, uh, if we do it and we start seeing that the traffic is coming through, and then if we see that if that traffic is actually generating a sale, like we know we're onto something. Yeah. So getting that additional inside through data uh, is, uh, that's something that I find uh, to be really important, but it's something that a lot of people still overlook, unfortunately. Very, very, very good stuff. Well, that, that's probably a bit advanced, though, like for the average person. But I, I think that's that's really good information, mate. Where do you think where, where do you think social media will play in terms of SEO in the future? This is not a question I had prepared for you, but um, what, yeah. what, 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 okay. again, I'm getting you on your toes to make it interesting for everybody. Um, well, no, that, this is great because uh, actually, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to cite my wife's work. Uh, fantastic. So, um, you have the permission. Yeah, so my, my <laughs> wife, uh, she's built an incredible brand uh, for her audience uh, through social media. And like she, she isn't from an SEO background. She was a hairdresser before. Uh, so she was a hairdresser and has developed all of these skills and uh, mainly used uh, social media to achieve it. Uh, the one thing I'd say is you need to know where your audience is and then give your audience what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, so at the moment, I would, I'm seeing a bigger trend with uh, audiences uh, being in niche groups on Instagram and being really engaged on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, compared to Facebook a few years ago uh, where it was Facebook groups and Facebook pages. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing more online now. Yeah. Uh, but, but whatever the uh, platform might be, uh, you need to know where your niche is and where they're hanging out. It, it's always been that, that way in SEO because uh, before it used to be uh, people hanging out on certain blogs, people hanging out in certain forums, uh, uh, people hanging out on certain Q&A sites. And uh, just going back to some of the stuff my wife uh, has done, you know, she built up a massive following on YouTube. Uh, so she built up on YouTube, has built... You know, a sizable following on Instagram, sizable following on uh, Facebook, uh, and I think also on Pinterest as well. Yeah, so like she's been building up these groups. Up, yeah, Snapchat as well. Yeah, so it, it's just where her audience market, and you need to know where your market is, 100%. and then just if you want, uh, and then you can use the audience to. Uh, help with your SEO stuff. So actually, I'm just going to quickly slide into the audience-driven uh, stuff. Yeah, like once you've got the audience, it just makes things so much easier. Understand? You know. So yeah. So yeah. If you want that head start, you know, get the audience, uh, and you can either leverage other people's audiences or uh, you can build your own uh, and build it through certain channels. You know, and if you use social media to do that. Uh, at least the people will engage with you. You're not 100% reliant on Google mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so, Diversification yeah. is so important now, man. Yeah, oh. yeah man, like yeah. your bets. Yeah. And then if you want the audience to help you, uh, uh, to help improve your SEO rankings, uh, then you can just send an email and say, look, you know, can you promote like this link on my site. 100%. No, like if, you, if you've got a follow, a following of like 100,000 people, Man. you know, like there's a good 
you're going to get like a thousand links. You know, and I don't care what anyone says. If you're a one-man band SEO guy, you're not going to get a thousand links overnight. No. I mean, without the, the of tools that you don't want to use. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you know? getting getting links from legitimate businesses and getting links that are related yeah. to you, getting a thousand links in six months is a great achievement, let alone... Yeah, like building an audience around people that are uh, are interested in your product, and what me and you were talking off camera when you when we were talking about doing this. I mean, my audience yeah. is not SEOs I, unless I do this with you and maybe dump it on yeah. a platform where there's SEOs to the critic because I'll just criticize yeah. they, SEOs love criticizing everything, right? But um, <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast, mate. Um, which is fine, yeah. but I'm I'm not. All of my con a lot of my content now is about social media to the complainers that hate their job. Yeah. Don't 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 want to do anything. Like they they they've got all these sort of like they might be into gaming or they might be they might be into various different topics. And I'm like, have you even do you even know how big Twitch TV is? Like they know that it's yeah. big, but they don't know how Huge. big it really is, right? And like it's, yeah. a lot of the social media stuff outside the search engine optimization stuff. I'm more targeting it at the not even just the business like business people. I mean, yes, it is more now geared towards. I've got the Facebook group now, and I'd be like, you know, if, if you're not producing, well, I, my advice for social media and search engine optimization is to to produce a long form written article. If you're a cleaner, yeah, um, what is the three mm -hmm. best ways to clean a granite bench top? I, I just think of this because my granite bench top at home yep. is dirty and yellow, right? So I'm actually looking for a really good article on how to clean it. Then go through a long form yeah. article, explain what products I should be using, what 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 you know chemicals, what sponges, like what should I be doing it clockwise, you know shit like that. And then having yeah. a and then and then having a YouTube video that you host there, incorporating it incorporating it into the video. That simple strategy, yeah. if you do that over like obviously off the back of what people are searching for on Google and on YouTube yeah. search. You do that like every week, produce an article like that, you're going to increase visitors. And you're going to do three things. You get more views on your social media because you've got the video hosted somewhere on like YouTube and you can sort of split it and share it on Facebook and Instagram. You've got a long-form article on your own website, which is improving the SEO. And when Google crawls a website, it's going to know that that video is going to rank better around a long-form article that it can understand. So when people, so even within Google video search, not just when you're going to solve three problems like and if you, i'm sure if you project, that's how i think of mashing them sort of together um and you mentioned you mentioned about the audience which is just like like a no-brainer right but it's so powerful to build an audience but yeah i don't know what, what if you want to say on it, it, that oh look yeah it, it is uh like out of all the things i've i've done in my career like uh once you've got the audience it, it just makes things so much easier uh and a lot of people neglect that 100%. so you know uh so if, if if you want to get you know whether it's pr opportunities link uh, acquisition opportunities uh, you want to get spikes in your uh website traffic uh yeah uh you want to get more referrals like you, you need to have access to an audience mm. like there there aren't any shortcuts you know, businesses always talk about growth. You know, like how do we get yeah, growth hacks? Uh, it makes me puke in my mouth, yeah. man. Because, because yeah, because it's business is hard. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you, if you want to, if if you want to grow your your business, uh, uh, yeah, if you want to grow grow your business uh, and you want to grow sales, 
you need to get more traffic or you increase prices. Uh, you know, and gr growing traffic is normally what people want. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the way to get traffic is uh, you either pay for it or you earn it. You know, and right most people they want to. Yeah, most people want to earn it, but then they don't have anything to give. You know? <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Stop talking like this. You're gonna. I'm never gonna stop. Hundred percent. People think, just, or, or are on the flip side to that. Just because you produce an article, you mean everyone thinks everyone has to read it. Yeah. And like, yeah, like uh, <laughs> most most people care about like at least ninety percent of the content on the internet. Nobody cares. Hundred yeah. percent, man. Just like, because your lips moving doesn't mean people want to listen to you. Yeah, uh, like I mean, you know, we do a lot of testing. Um, I, I'm sure you you do as well. Uh, and with a lot of the content that I know I personally write, like it's it's, a, it's about twenty percent of the content that does well. Yeah, so it's all about finding the unicorns and the yeah. stuff that you think is going to do. You know, like some sometimes you you do everything perfect, and then like nobody like nobody cares. You know, like people will either validate it or they won't. Uh, but then later on, you know, there's content that you might not think is going to do that well, and all of a sudden it blows up. Now, I, I mentioned to you uh, previously about the Korean kid video that went viral, you know, and just from a simple idea from being on holidays that generated 5 million views on YouTube. Fantastic achievement, you know, so, buddy. Well done. Send yeah, it to yeah, me, and yeah. I'll, I'll link it in the Facebook video because. You have to send it to yeah. me, link it to me again. Because I know you have five million views. The last time yeah. I looked at it wasn't five million, so that's that means it's exploded even more since I looked at it. Yeah, uh, like you just don't know what's going to resonate with people. Uh, but if you don't put the stuff out there, you'll never know. Hundred uh, percent. So I so mean, that's what you, you need. There. And what's what's interesting is I, I just know a lot of gamers, right? My brother-in-law and all the rest of them. Like I, I'm, I'm telling yeah. them, like you're going to play these games anyway. Right, you were on holidays. Want to produce content anyway, right? But if you're a yeah. business, like if you're a business, it's it, it's if you're not producing content, I, I like to get help clients, especially the small businesses. Like I said, merge social as well as SEO into one. Like that article can can do a bit of both of things, backed on what people are mm -hmm. searching for, right, and what people are going to find helpful. But it's getting into the yeah. mindset of not what you telling them what they should be reading, but what do what what does that market really want? But back, like I, I explained to my brother-in-law, who's, who's a massive gamer, like there's more people now watching games, watching people play games, yeah. than actually playing the freaking game, right? So if yeah, if, if you and he's got a pretty good personality, so I said if you play play, think about how much content you would have built naturally. Right, you got to do a bit of work. You got to work hard, like like you said. Like you got to, you just can't just do a video and people are going to watch it, right? It's got to be something that sticks out. But if you, if you got a good, if you good production, you got good production value. You can speak well. You can, you're funny. You're a bit witty. You're clever. You know, I mean, this man, like, there's more like TV. People watching TV is going down. People watching social media yeah. is going up, right? The only TV that's going to survive is the OTT stuff, like Netflix, I think. I think Channel Ten, Channel yep. Seven are dead men walking, really. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I don't feel sorry for them at all because you know they've they've they've, they've had all the opportunity to, to change and adapt, and they just seem to think, oh, well, Facebook and Snapchat and YouTube is just a bunch of thirteen-year-olds taking selfies. It's just a lot more. <laughs> yeah, but but that generation, they're going to become adults. They're going to be the ones who 
yeah, are going to just pioneer things. Hundred percent. It's all user behavior, my friend. I don't get emotional about shit. I just see what what users are doing. Like I said to my client, if SEO, he asked me what happens if, which I want to ask you. What do you think? I've got a big tough question for you coming up. Which yeah. But he said, what happens if SEO dies? Well, I said theoretically it won't. But let's just say for for argument's sake it does. I'll just go with the attention is. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Like uh, yeah, just to answer the will SEO die question. Like, the people have been saying that for years, and no, it won't die. Uh, but it won't be the same as it is now, uh, and yeah. it's not the same as it was. Ago. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it still plays a part in the consumer journey. Yeah. Uh, then, like, you need to go to where, where the audience is. You know, like, whereas, yeah, like some. I mean, like one of the things I do as well, you know, I optimize. Uh, ebooks on Amazon Fantastic. in order to drive sales. Fantastic. Yeah, that's where one of the uh, that's where one of the attention centers are. Absolutely. Like, it depends. Are looking. Uh, my wife again. Like she's optimized uh, her her pins on Pinterest because that's where her market is. Hundred percent. You need to know where your market is. Hundred you know, like, percent. Yeah, like if you're not doing it for where your market hangs out, like forget it. You know, it's not going to work. And there's people doing it for for Instagram. Uh, I don't have the skills for Instagram, but I understand the importance of it. Yeah. So, yeah, like if you want to get seen, you need somebody who knows how to uh, get visibility on that platform if that's where your audience hangs out. But it comes down to knowing where your audience hangs out. You know, like don't try to. Yeah, try to promote to the ghost town. Exactly, man. If there's no one, it, it's 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 like, you know, and a bit like I, I've just come up with a quote. It's like it's like going to a nightclub, being asked to dance, and you're turning around saying, "I'm not in the mood." That's <laughs> that's just the environment that businesses business is in when they when they ignore content and they ignore uh, social media. For me, though, what everyone is sort of panicking, I, I think now more than ever is because of which I bought one. The, the Amazon, I think Google Home is structured a little bit different, and I've got to get into Google Home in, 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 in all honesty. But I got into Amazon Echo thinking Amazon will be the leader in sort of shopping-based queries. You'd be brushing your teeth one day yeah. and you run out of Colgate, and as soon as you run out of Colgate, mm. it's already ordered you another one, right? So th that's undoubtedly coming, but... The way in which the algorithm works on, which I don't know, with the, with the Amazon, I don't know how much of you you know about it, but with the Amazon skills is a little bit different than SEO traditionally, where it's relied on going out to the internet, pulling the results, and separating it based on an algorithm. So far, okay. So far, Amazon Echo is based on a skill set, so you can only listen to my content if you subscribe to me. Will that change? Okay. Yeah. So if you subscribe to my uh, Amazon skill. You'll get weekly SEO tips on how to improve your website's visibility, right? If yeah. that becomes the dominant way we search, mm -hmm. then what do you think is going to happen to SEO? Uh, oh, look, if that's going to be the uh, where people are focusing, you need to adapt. That's it, man. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, Gary Vaynerchuk, he, he says, adapt or die. Well, that's business, man. That's just business. You have to adapt. I always say that the, 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 I parrot, like, I break it down with the acronym, like, 
search is timeless. We're never going to stop searching. We've been searching for antiquity. We need to find things. Okay. Like yeah. finding stuff is essential. The engines will evolve. So where's the next engine? Is it, a, is, it, is it going to be how we search on Google? That, you know, how's that going to change and play out? That's going to evolve. But the optimization process is the word you just said. It will just adapt. But if it goes full yeah. hard scale into that level, then that's even more of the reason that you need to start building the brand when the market's still wide open. But then what happens to social media where it's still going to depend somewhat on, an, on a traditional algorithm? Mm. This is where this is this is what I don't know, but that's why I'm on voice. I'm on voice because I, I, right now there's not many people doing it. There's not many SEOs in Australia that are producing content on it. Um, mm. And I thought that it would be just something very interesting to sort of learn, so I could sell it myself one day as a as a full on service. But um, yes, so I don't know. Is, what do you, do you got? Anything you want to say about that, or we? No, but. Uh, I think uh, just to finish up, finish up on that topic is uh, if if that is the trend, uh, and you see your audience like going towards that trend, mm. you just have to adapt. Well, that's it, yeah. man. Like go to where the audience is and give them what they're asking for. Like people tell you what they want, you know. Like <laughs> like there's no secrets, you know. Like people will be vocal. You know, if they don't like it, they'll let you know. <laughs> so a hundred percent and. And the thing is, like, um, I was just talking with another mate that I'll be um, interviewing as well. He suffers from a, mm -hmm. this perfection sort of thing, right? So unless it, unless the video is right, the camera. I mean, look how much we mucked around to try to get this right, man. Like, like I don't, yep. I don't care because I know when you come on and you start talking, you, I know you'll bring value to people that will listen to you. That are, even more so the people that are interested in the topic, um, and that have businesses, but. Like one thing that I like about you mentioned Gary, what he made, what what he mentioned once that really struck home is, you you just want to get shit done, like the amount of yeah. like with clients, it's the same thing. Like a lot of them, which I understand in some way, but a lot of them are crippled, and so is my friend, by wanting that perfect piece of article. We we're not launching it until it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where a lot of other very intelligent business people say it's all MVP, man. It's launch the minimum viable product and then build on it after. That, that's. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, but uh, yeah, like that's exactly it. And you know, in the last couple of years, like I've really focused more on the minimum viable product, and I've actually uh, had to ask my clients. I had to be frank with them. You know, if you want results, you have to go with the minimum viable product approach. Hundred percent. And you know, and like if they wanted the perfect product up front, it just slowed us down too much. You know, and sometimes we just had to say, "Look, sir, the right people that you should be working with." Uh, and like, yeah, you, you need to have the minimum viable product. You have to get things out with speed. Like everything is happening so fast nowadays, hmm. and if you uh, if you just look at uh, let's let's just say musicians nowadays uh, compared to musicians in the nineties, like musicians in the in the nineties, they could spend like two, three, four years, five years producing an album. Like <laughs> those days are gone. <laughs> you know, like you drop a hit this week, you need a new hit by next week. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. And what's relevant yeah. today isn't relevant tomorrow, man. 
and and, yeah. and you're only as good as your last week, right? <laughs> last hour. Last hour, man, hundred percent. So what? Yeah. What do? You, what would you say for those that? Because we did touch on it, but I just I did have a, another sort of a, a, a question about it. How would you help the next? What What would be your advice for those that one want to start a business in today's market? Like, let I know it depends upon the niche and, the, and that. Let's just let's just talk broad. So, what would you say for people that want to start a business and especially even in digital, but just in, in general? Um, and what would you say to those wanting to get into SEO? So, there's two questions there for you. Yeah, uh, anyone getting into business, like know exactly. What what is your niche, and then find your micro niche, uh, especially if you're entering a competitive market. You know, if it's an if it's a new emerging market, you might be able to get away with it. So, like crypto, I, I mean, it's not really new at the moment, but then there's new ICOs coming up. Uh, so then, if there's a new crypto coin that comes up, then you can have that first mover advantage because, like, there's nothing on the topic. Mm. Uh, but uh, but uh, a simple one is uh, if you're a new dentist, sorry, uh, if you're a new dental practice, and all of a sudden you're uh, you're a dental practice in Sydney, you know there's heaps of dental practices in Sydney. You know what's going to make you stand out from the crowd? Are you going to focus on porcelain veneers? Are you going to focus on the perfect smile? Uh, are you going to focus on on teeth whitening uh, for women aged? Uh, between 18 to 30 years old, you know, uh, like what is the, the niche that you're going to go after? And then just focus on that, uh, at least while you're in the growth stage. And uh, the advice for people getting in, into SEO, first thing, build a website and get some business savvy, uh, get business experience. Uh, sorry, and third thing, learn how to sell. Uh, sorry, I'm going uh, learn how to write sales copy. It's essential. Yeah. Fantastic. So, like, at, at least do those, uh, and then at least you'll be on the on the right track. Yeah, and I just yeah. I put up a uh, that was a fantastic amount of advice there. I um, just put up a post on LinkedIn that um, talked about everyone tells me rings me up. Andrew, we want to be number one. And we want to be number one. They tell me that they want to be number one, but they never tell me why they should deserve to be number one. Very few will go yeah. into the why. Okay, so if I say to them, so what's different about you than everybody else? That little bit of hesitation mm -hmm. to me just says, well, there's really nothing. You just sort of just, yeah. you want to be number one because it's great to be there. But, mm -hmm. you know, like, if you're going to, for me, if you're going to start a business and your goal is to, to take out market share and eat a cookie that established businesses have already been chewing on and you want to come over yeah. and you want to take a piece of their cookie, you have to start doing yeah. something that is going to be yeah. different because they're not just going to move over and shove over for go, oh, there's a new business here. Why don't you come and eat some of our cookie? No one does that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and look, the whole hustle heart, I, I believe in it all, but you really mm -hmm. got to have skills. That's just the, the you, you got to have the skills. And, at the moment, you know, becoming an entrepreneur is this sort of this over-glamified sort of um, topic at the moment. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, mate, I lost 30 grand in my first year. 
And that was my entire savings. Yep. Right? Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, uh, I just started because I thought, well, everyone has businesses. Why can't I do it? Yeah. Oh, don't get it. My advice is have people around you that have built good, close businesses and try to get ask like try to get a mentor of some sort ask someone you can at least yeah. ask questions everything you said is spot yeah. on about the business thing um but get around people that have done it talk to, and before you start before you start and then if you still want to start after they're telling you you're going to go to bed you're going to think about work you're going to wake up in the morning you're going to be thinking about work i've got my kid over mm -hmm. my shoulder and I'm, I'm i'm replying to emails i don't watch tv yeah. anymore I go to bed, I talk to my wife, I, I do a bit of work, then I go to bed, right? It's like, yeah. I don't do anything other than pretty much work. Um, yeah. And um, I, I come to work tired sometimes because it's just it's just a constant yeah. thing, right? So get around people yeah. that are going to, that would be my advice. Because when I got into business, I didn't have the natural entrepreneur instinct. I didn't sell lemonade when I was six years old. I didn't flip baseball cards, NRL cards. Um Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and that's why I lost a lot of money in the first year. <laughs> a lot of money, yeah. all of my money, basically. It, uh, yeah, like entrepreneurship is—it's uh, very tough. You know, it's—it's—it's it, it's not for everybody. No. Uh, and 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 you also need to have uh, have have an attitude where you you can't give up, but you're also willing to learn uh, uh, and learn how to overcome. Uh, yeah, and these uh, these entrepreneurship skills are what you need uh, to be a good SEO guy. Hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. Yeah, like if if everything everything out, like one algorithm update finishes everything. Okay, all right. I've been having a setback. How do I move forward? Absolutely, man. It's 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 a tough gig, and then obviously then you got other variables like. How competitive is that niche? How you know? Mm -hmm. um, what are you trying to break into, and all the rest of it? But before you get into that, you've got a lot of sort of mental objectives to get over. Um, and if you you're going to go down the road, you're going to get funded, or you're going to try to boost capital yourself. It, it yeah. comes. Do you have? Thank you so much for your time. Ever before you go, do you have any last? Is anything you want to sum up? Any final David James thoughts for everybody? <laughs> On the David James thoughts. <laughs> you know, that's a new segment for you, man. For your, for yeah. your YouTube stuff. Actually, and, and obviously how people can find you and talk to you and all the rest of it. I'm a terrible host, man. You're going to have to fill in the gaps for me too, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, just to sum up, uh, just try to execute. Yeah, so whatever you're doing, whether it's entrepreneurship, SEO, uh, execute, uh, execute quickly. Uh, with a minimum viable product or, you know, like minimum viable content, you know, for lack of a better word, minimum viable links, whatever it is, and <laughs> just keep on test, 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 uh, test, learn, uh, and then optimize and improve. Uh, and also, uh, uh, also look at the strategy that you're implementing uh, Understand that you need to give it time because you're building something. Uh, that's something that's really important. You're building campaigns um, yeah. in the same way you build a business. You know, everyone wants to get the result. You want to get the return on investment in one month. You know, you want to uh, you want to make that ten thousand dollars in thirty days. 
Everybody mm. wants it. We get that. Mm. Uh, not who wants to build it. You know, so uh, are you the person who's who's prepared to build something that's going to change uh, change the fate of your business and your livelihood, or do you just want to get the result? Uh, if you only want to get the result, there might be some people who can help you. But if you're prepared to build a result with the right partners, now you will you will definitely get there. You know, and patience is needed. But uh, but when it happens, you'll get everything that you wanted and even more. And if you want to find me, uh, feel free to contact me at david at businessgrowthdigitalmarketing.com. You can follow me on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is Business Growth Digital Marketing. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at BGD underscore marketing as well. Uh, so yeah, if you have any questions or uh, like to get some thoughts or insights, you know, feel free to drop me a line. Uh, as you can see, uh, chatting passionate SEO topics is something that I like to do, especially with Andrew, you know, who is a champ. So, uh, yeah, Andrew, thank you for having me on your show. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. And can you, after this, send me you know, a message, all your links and everything, and I'll add it there in the description after. Thanks so much, buddy. I really do appreciate your time, and I definitely enjoy exchanging ideas with other SEOs. Um, I, I think like this is... Yeah, this is the direction that I, I really want to go. I really enjoy it. I probably got to learn to listen more. Um, uh, that, that, that's good. Just yeah, it just sparks flying everywhere. <laughs> it's just the passion, man. It's the great passion in my hands. I can't settle down. Um, but yeah. I definitely like to listen, to, and I want to start listening better and, and, and learn more from from people because one thing I've learned in the last eleven years is how much I still don't know. So. Um, and I just want to surround myself with as many smart, intelligent marketing people, business people, SEOs, all the whole, as many as I possibly can and just shut up and listen to them. And this is me in 11 years. Imagine the junior kid breaking into the market. What the hell should that person do, you know? Um, so thanks. Well, well this is, uh, like, uh, I'll just quickly finish up on that. Uh, it's really important to keep on learning, like no matter what stage you are, 100%. In your career, I mean, you know, in my case, uh, my official last working title was head of SEO, uh, and I was also pretty much a business director uh, managing someone else's agency before I started my own. And like, the, you're just always learning. There's always something new. Uh, you know, markets change. Uh, you just have to adapt. You know, the moment you're you're content with not learning is the moment you've lost in the game. 100%. So you just always have to be on the front foot. That's some real talk right there, brother. <laughs> That's yeah. <not> right. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, David. Thank I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thank you. All right, see ya. See you later.